Hello, beauties, and welcome to episode 32 of the Worth More podcast. I am your host, Cami Bleece, and today we are going to be talking about this concept that I know you've heard about because you are probably working towards a goal, trying to make changes in your life, and if you have done that at all or are currently trying to do that, then I am sure at some point you've heard of the concept of willpower, and you've probably told yourself, oh, only I had more willpower, if only I had more self-control, if only I could be like all these other people who seem to have the willpower to do it, then I would be successful, then I would achieve my goals. But willpower is kind of BS. So I'm going to be poking some holes, I'm going to be bursting some bubbles, but don't you fret because I will not leave you hanging. And instead of trying to blame willpower or look for more of it, I have solutions that you can do now that will help keep you more motivated, more on track, and more inspired to reach your goals. Willpower be damned. So, of course, before jumping in, I want to talk about being worth more, and if you haven't seen, make sure you head over to Instagram because my original baby business, The Callan Life, has officially changed over to Worth More Than Your Weight. So now we have the Worth More podcast, Worth More Than Your Weight Instagram, and I'm so excited about kind of really digging into this idea of worthiness and separating it from our bodies, from our jobs, from our weight loss from these things that really can keep us trapped and playing really small. So on that note, of course, I have to talk about how I've been feeling worthy or what's been making me feel worth more. And I kind of wanted to do today a little different. And I wanted to kind of say what I was worth more than. And I've been feeling kind of this pressure to be you know, successful and busy and all these different things. And I kind of have to remind myself that at the end of the day, I'm worth more than my job. Now, this is a passion. This is a vocation. This is a calling. Yes. And that is a huge part of me. But I have to be able to separate my worth from it because there are going to be times where I fail. There are going to be times where it doesn't go the way that I want it to. And there are going to be times where it does really, really well. But at the end of the day, those ups and downs and those fickle kind of, you know, highs and lows should not have any determinant of my worth. So I'm kind of learning that as I'm trying to feel more worthy, what are the things that I am really needing to listen to myself and remind myself that I'm worth more? So this week and last week, especially as I've been super busy with work and busy with having incredible people coming and visit, I have to remind myself that I'm worth more than my work. There are so many important things going on in my life and as high of a priority as some of these things are, they don't affect my worthiness. So maybe for you, you're not really feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm worthy because but maybe you need to remind yourself that I'm worth more than. And maybe it isn't your job, maybe it's your weight, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a pressure for perfectionism or a certain kind of um, you know, task you have at work. And realizing that no matter win or fail or do really well or not do so hot, your worth is not tied to those outcomes. 
You are not great because of those things. Those things are just a piece of you, but they are not you. They do not define all of you. So I kind of had to do that. I kind of had to separate myself from that a little bit, especially, you know, you get really deep into your business or something you love and it's hard to separate that. I totally get it. But at the end of the day, I want to be seen as worth more than just that. And so that's kind of what I've been working on this week. Um, I would love to know what you've been working on. So make sure you direct message me or comment on my latest Instagram post. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go rate and review wherever you listen. Take a couple minutes. Let me know that you did it. Share it on Instagram. Share it on Facebook. Wherever you feel so inclined to do so. I am grateful. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this willpower thing. So how is willpower defined? I mean, in essence, willpower is the ability to resist short-term temptations in order to meet long-term goals right? That's kind of what you're doing in the moment where you're trying to decide what to eat or you're trying to decide to go work out or you're trying to decide if you should save that money or buy that bag. We're kind of trying to resist these short-term temptations in order to meet our ultimate long-term goal. And we've sort of been led to believe that willpower is basically this muscle that after a while gets depleted, it becomes tired and much more difficult to exert willpower after we've made decision after decision. And though there is some scientific proof to that, as our tests for willpower and self-control get better, we are not finding that to be as strong of a correlation as we originally kind of thought. Even the marshmallow test, which I am sure you've probably heard of, but just in case you haven't, this was a test run by Walter Michel in the 60s, 70s. And basically these kids were in a room. He told them you can either eat one marshmallow that's sitting right in front of you right now, or if you wait when I come back, you'll have two. And he kind of said that this correlation could show positive life outcomes like SAT, BMI scores, which we know BMI is kind of bull anyways, but moving on. And what's ended up happening is that the more recent work that's been done has sort of shown that that isn't really the case. So that study has actually been replicated. And what they've sort of seen is that they're or the early age ability to delay gratification isn't necessarily as strongly attributed to how it will look later in life. And that's because there are so many other factors that aren't being taken into account, right? Socioeconomic status, parenting, you know, all these other things that you can say in this one isolated moment, it can predict all this other stuff. But just like when we look at weight and just like when we look at BMI and all these other factors, you're looking at someone and assuming you're eating too much and not working out. You aren't taking into account anything else. And there is so much more to that picture. It isn't this simple idea of weight. It isn't this simple idea of willpower. And that can be kind of a bummer because I think we all want to believe that, okay, if willpower is this muscle that I can just work harder at, then I can eventually have more of it and I'll be better at it. But the reality is, is there are just some people that 
experience fewer temptations. They are less tempted by things. And what that ultimately means, as I was kind of researching this and reading through it, is that people who are better at self-control actually tend to enjoy the activities that some of us resist, like healthy eating or studying or exercising or doing extra work for your job. They actually enjoy it. They don't see it as a chore for them. It's fun for them. So instead of it being a have-to goal, it becomes a want-to goal. And how much easier is it to do something that you want to do rather than that you have to do? Now, I am not saying that your life gets to be made up of want-to-do goals for forever and ever because there are always going to be things that we have to do that we don't really feel like doing. But ideally, if we can shift sort of the scales and have a lot more things that we want to do rather than all these things that we have to do, the things that we have to do don't feel so heavy. They don't feel so overwhelming. But we're so willing to try and change all this stuff at once and do all these things and we have to, we have to, we have to because this study, this study, this study or this person or this doctor or this blogger told me to. Ultimately, what it boils down to more and what will create more success is your want to. That's why one of the first things I do in my program is what's your why? And it sounds so simple and you're probably like, oh, wow, really revolutionary, a why question. But if you've never gotten down to the deep, deep why of why you want something, why you want weight loss, why you want to be married, why you want this job, why you want this certain amount of money, then you haven't done the deep digging effort that it takes to truly get down to the root of it. Because it's never as simple as, I just want it. I think it'll make me happy. I'll be healthier. There is something deep within us that says, I will finally have value. I will finally prove that I'm worthy. I will finally feel successful or I perceive I will be. So when you can shift out of this idea that you have to do these things and can move more into the idea that you actually want to do them, then you can attach them to the why of that. So if you want to be healthier and you've really been struggling and you can't figure out why you're struggling so hard, you really need to sit down and ask, why do I really want this? Because you might think, no, I'll be better this time. But if any of us have looked at New Year's resolutions and seen, I mean, what is it now? We're in September. How the New Year's resolution's going? You need to be able to look back and assess, okay, These things haven't been working. The way I've been living my life, the way I've been trying to go after my goals, blaming willpower hasn't been working. What can I do differently? So I challenge you in this process, start with your why. Really start to dig in because like these studies have shown, these people tend to enjoy doing these things more. I genuinely love eating vegetables which is very convenient considering considering I'm primarily vegetarian, occasionally pescatarian. I was reading this article and it kind of cracked me up. My mom actually read it when she was over here and she said that there um these this new wave of etarians is called flexitarian. And I kind of laughed because it seems so silly to have another name for another eating habit. 
but it's essentially what TJ and I were when we were phasing out meat. So you tend to eat probably more of one way, but then you flex one way. So I tend to be vegetarian. I flex pescatarian, flexitarian. Anyways, kind of cracked me up. But the truth is, I enjoy eating vegetables. So if you were to look at me and be like, wow, look at her self-control. She ordered a salad. Honestly, I kind of like them these days. That's why I did that. Now, if you were to tell me you need to start eating all your servings of fruit every day, you would realize that I don't enjoy that as much. Even though fruit's great, I don't want it. I'm not a sweet person. I'm not, I don't crave that type of stuff. So even in the simplest way, a very similar task, right? Eating whole nutritious foods. One, it would look like I have a lot of willpower because you perceive me eating healthy as that. The other, it would look like I'm struggling just as much as maybe you have because I don't enjoy that as much. It's more of a have to rather than a want to. So maybe there are some areas in your life where you're like, wow, I really enjoy these certain things more than other people might. What are those things? Can you build off of it? You really enjoy biking and it seems like a silly way to exercise all the time. But if you really enjoy biking, that might be the want to that you need to find over the have to go to the, you know, weightlifting class. So try and find those things for yourself. And it is actually interesting because, you know, people who are better at self-control have just also learned better habits. So, you know, this word idea of better is somewhat subjective, okay? But like we all know that if we're moving our bodies, we're eating kind of a balanced diet, we're sleeping well, we're stretching ourselves, we're growing mentally and kind of challenging ourselves, we're not kind of just staying stagnant with everything. Those are pretty good habits. But we kind of learn those habits starting young and then with the people that we surround ourselves with and kind of over time as you learn and create these better habits you tend to you know have better self-control and you have created a life that is built around structure that's built around certain habits so if you you know wake up every morning and you go for a run and all this kind of stuff these are habits that you've created and honestly that shift to a habit lessens the need for willpower. Now you will not always wanna go do those things, right? Just because you enjoy running doesn't mean every morning that you wake up to get to go run, you're gonna be like, woohoo, love it. No, that's just not true. And I can speak from straight experience on that. But if you can create it to be more of a habit in your life to where you aren't asking your emotions and your feelings how you feel like doing it all the time, then it becomes integrated into your life as a habit and you don't need the willpower or blaming the willpower for it. You know, we wanna blame willpower for things, you know, like our weight gain or the job we didn't get or the relationship we couldn't keep or all these other things. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to is you connecting with yourself enough to decide to delay the things that you really feel like you want in the short term for what you ultimately want in the long term. This can be applied to saving as well. That's something we're working on right now, especially living in a significantly more expensive city. How can we delay certain things right in the moment for things that we know we're going to want more later? 
You have to be able to connect with yourself. This idea isn't just about willpower. It's about actually knowing yourself and knowing what you truly want, knowing what you truly need. We so easily want a checklist of things. We so easily want to be told, well, this is how you fix willpower. This is how you feel better. This is how you'll have more self-control. But so often that journey starts within. It starts with you asking yourself, why do I want this stuff in the first place? Why am I struggling so much to achieve this in the first place? And taking a stock of your day, of your life, of your goals, and what's kept you from reaching them so far. Willpower is no longer going to be your scapegoat. You don't get to blame it anymore. It's not really much of a thing. And it isn't enough of something to keep you from holding, you know, and holding you back from what you ultimately want. So instead of trying to stretch your willpower, how can you actually make changes in your life? Obviously, I've started with things like finding your why and whatnot, and that's going to connect with this first tip, which is you need to find a goal that you genuinely connect with and just start there. So often, you know, when I'm working with clients or even with myself and we're trying to make a change, obviously most people come to me with a goal of this whole life change, right? They want the internal transformation. They want the physical transformation. They want the lifestyle transformation. They want all of it. But if I were to sit down and be like, boom, from A to Z, this is what you start changing today. All of this has to change today. And if you don't, then you're not really having the most successful life that you could be. No. That is so overwhelming. Ooh, boo me if I did that. What you do is you say, cool, let's just start small. So you're going to start training with me. Great. Let's just start there. And if you can add one day outside of our time together, perfect. Then we start focusing on things like water, sleep. How do you feel when you eat? Are you eating emotionally? And we slowly add in week after week or every few weeks, depending on how the process has been going, And we build a foundation out of that. So you need to find this goal that you deeply connect with and start there. Because once you make this first change, once this first goal essentially becomes a habit, then it's so much easier to layer in other habits. You start working out more. You're feeling more energetic. You're feeling more motivated. And you stop craving some of the things that you used to. Maybe you still do, but then you're like, oh, after my workout, I'm kind of feeling like a smoothie. That's really weird. I usually crave, I don't know, something from McDonald's. I'm going to have a smoothie because that's what sounds good post-workout today. And then you start shifting your eating habits slowly. You did not create this life in one, you know, six-week program. This is your life. And you have to take baby steps to shift differently that you actually can stick to, that's actually sustainable. So one, find a goal that you really, really connect with and just start there. Let it be small. Let it be the baby goal that you're actually really excited about. You will build on top of it. Don't, you have hopefully a very long life ahead of you to build on all the lifestyle goals that you want. So just start with one. Second, Pair it with a foundational habit or task. This is something that you already kind of naturally do. So for me, I pretty much wake up and on autopilot, I go get my coffee in the morning. That is like a foundational habit in my life. Come rain or shine, Monday through Sunday. So I've been wanting to integrate more of a quiet time in my life, especially throughout my work week, because 
if I start my way that if I start my day that way, I tend to feel a lot more peace, a lot more accomplished, a lot more centered and focused. And I do think that it's a really good habit to build. Um, And so it's something I was wanting to do. Instead of me trying to do it in the middle of the day when my schedule's really inconsistent or at night, when half the time I don't know what time we'll be home or who we'll have over, every morning, rain or shine, I have coffee. So every morning, rain or shine, I take my coffee to my couch and I do my quiet time. Bucketing this new habit that I really wanted, this new goal, with one that was already established made it a lot easier to add this habit into my life. Are there days where I miss it? Yes, of course, I'm human, so are you, you will too. But by building it around something that you already naturally do, it's so much easier to add it in and to say, okay, well, I already have time for this, so I might as well do that. And the cool part is, again, going back to kind of what I said in the first point, you will create a life from this. These isolated things, these snapshots build the overall picture of your life. So if you make these little shifts here in the morning, here in the afternoon, here in the evening, that becomes your day, which becomes your week, which becomes your life. The final point that I do think is really important for people, especially if this is a new goal or a goal that you've already tried and have really struggled to maintain, is Sista, you got to get some accountability. And maybe it's somebody who is going to train with you. Maybe it's someone like me who you're like, this is a lot of money that I have not, you know, known to spend on myself, but I don't know how else to show up and I'm not going to waste it not showing up for you. And honestly, I'm accountability for a lot of people. But however you need to do that, you know, me and my sister, when we trained for a half marathon, I knew that at 4.30 in the morning, I was going to have to text her and cancel or vice versa. And we didn't want to do it. So it made it easier to show up and go. Have somebody that you go eat lunch with that you're like, look, I'm trying to, you know, bring my lunch three days a week to work. Can you do that with me? And then we can have lunch in the office together or outside and get some fresh air. Have a partner, have accountability, find somebody who wants a similar goal or who can walk alongside you, who has already achieved that goal and is willing to support you. You do not have to do these things alone. And when we lean on the idea of willpower, we lean on the idea of self. We lean on the idea that we are the only ones who can somehow control this and we are weak for asking for anything else. We're weak for for needing help, but you aren't. Having accountability is one of the things that has made me more successful in my life, has gotten me to the goals that I've wanted to reach. So find somebody, ask somebody, take a risk on yourself, put an investment in yourself. You're worth that. It is time to stop blaming your willpower and it is time to stop waiting for it to magically appear or magically change so that you can finally have your goals. Your goals are ready and they're waiting for you. You have just got to put, what's the like metal to the grindstone, My mom was commenting that I I have a lot of these analogies that I get like halfway through and I'm like, that's not right, but you know what I mean. But you know what I mean. And it is time to do something different. Stop doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. You are hearing this podcast for a reason because it's time to stop blaming the willpower and the self-control and say, okay, I'm going to focus on changing the habits that I do in the short term to get where I want to be in the long term. 
And those three key things, finding a goal you connect with and why, pairing it with a foundational habit or task, and having the accountability will be the shifts that will get you there. If you do those things, you will achieve your goals. But you have to be willing to do those things and stick to it. You can do that. You are absolutely, absolutely worth that. I hope that you know that. I want you to hear that over and over again. Even if you stumble, even if you're backtracked, you're not failing. You're still trying. You're still working. Be kind to yourself. But choose to show up for yourself today. Choose to show yourself that you are absolutely worth it. I hope you have an incredible day. I'm so excited to hear all the things that you're going after and the habits you're, you know, you're changing and the goals that you're chasing. You can do this and you don't need to worry about your willpower anymore. So get after it. Let me know how it's going and I will be talking to you very soon.